Welcome, one and all console war veterans and civilian noobs, to the 14th episode of the Green vs. Blue podcast. This week's topics, technology war. The next-gen consoles are here. We are your hosts, David, SD Dog, and PlayStation Pat Fennel. Green vs. Blue is a podcast where we, your hosts, discuss the two best gaming platforms, Xbox and PlayStation. Green vs. Blue can be found on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast streaming service. Check us out. Also, check us out on Patreon.com if you like the show and you want to support us even more. That's Patreon.com slash Green vs. Blue. Patreon.com slash Green vs. Blue. That's how it's spelled. And if you want to hit us up on our direct line, hit us up at PSBoxCast at gmail.com. That's P-S-B-O-X-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Pat, where can we find you? You can find me on YouTube at Variety Pat. That's spelled V-A-R-I-O-T-Y-P-A-T. Or on Instagram at PlayStation Pat. How about you, Dave? Cool. You can find me on YouTube right now at SD Dog. That's probably the best place to find me. That's S W D A W G. All right, Pat. Let's get into today's episode. But first, let's start out with our retroscope segment where we do some corrections and follow up on news. This week, we got a super special announcement. We have the first ever Patreon exclusive episode. You can find that on Patreon. Hit us on any tier, and that will be available for you there. Thank you to our subs over there already. And that episode's a little, little special. It's a completely uncensored, unedited, filled with curse words and... Unfiltered. And plenty of farts. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, definitely... If you, if you like the structure of our show, but you want something a little different, that's the exact thing for you. So if you're not a Patreon... Maybe go subscribe and we'll get some new content for you. Maybe we'll try to do this every month. Like Check it out. It's it's really fun. And that's with our buddies at Concorcus and Matt Rombrig. We've mentioned them many a time on the show. Matt can be found at Lonely Cubone on Instagram. Go check them out. Come and see what is up with that cast. Enjoy it. Come and taste. All right. So, Pat, what games do we got this week? We're going to talk about what we played and what's new. So, actually, let me let me start here. That just another H5 update, Halo 5. As you all know, I've been playing that game. Uh, I actually haven't been playing too much of it this week just because of busyness. But I've, I usually take this moment to just give you an update on Halo and how it's doing. It's not doing very good right now. Right now, it would have been the release of Halo Infinite. We'll talk about that. We're definitely feeling the absence of that. Sure. So the, the Halo community is uh, very dry with the news right now with Halo Infinite. They're in a bit of despair. There's not a lot to look forward to right now, so... Unfortunately, that's how we're, we're doing on ha- my Halo end of, of things and the Xbox side of things with me. Pat, what's but, going on with you? Well, I've been playing a little Smash Bros. this past week. That's pretty fun. And keep an eye out over on Twitch at Variety Pat. I'm going to be doing a playthrough this week of Detroit Become Human. But this time I'm going to I'm gonna do it a little different. I'm going to be playing an evil robot playthrough as I'm going to be colloquially calling it. Playing, playing evil, and we'll see how that story goes. I think it's going to be pretty good, pretty fun, so come over and check it out. You're going to be streaming that, right? Yes, sir. My guy. Anyways, Dave, what's going over there on Xbox? You got a whole litany of games this week. Yeah, I either missed a lot of stuff or stuff got added like right after we uploaded our last two episodes or something, but just in case I missed it, we got a lot on Game Pass and a lot through EA Play. If you have Game Pass Ultimate, you have EA Play or whatever. So you have all these all these games. I think as of November 10th, you have Dragon Age Inquisition. 
You have Madden NFL 20. Blech. I said blech because I, I don't like Madden. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda. We have Mirror's Edge Catalyst, Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare 2, The Sims 4, and Unravel 2. And those are all under the EA umbrella, but on Game Pass. And then also, we have Gears Tactics as of November 9th on Android and console. We have Destiny 2 Beyond Light expansion on Android and console. And then we have Planet Coaster Console Edition, Android and console. Tetris Effect Connected on PC and console. Final Fantasy VIII Remastered, console and PC. Goner 2 on Android. 12 Streets of Rogue PC. And the Halo Master Chief Collection, Halo 4, so they actually just end capped all of the uh, games from the MCC to the PC. So now all the games are now on PC as of November 17th. By the time you're listening to this, we have R- River City Girls, Android console, and PC on November 19th, and Star Renegades on Android and console November 19th. Unfortunately, we have some games leaving Game Pass. So by the time you're listening to this, these are already gone. So just if you're looking for these, these are gone. Darksiders 3 on console and PC. Munchkin, console and PC, The Talos Principle, console and PC, and Tracks, the train set game, <laughs> console and PC. Those are all leaving, unfortunately. If you don't uh, have them, sorry. And then uh, just a quick little reminder, if you guys do have Game Pass Ultimate, uh, subscribers now get a 30-day trial of Disney Plus free. So Ooh. that might as well just mention that. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Ugh, ugh. So that was a mouthful, but hey. Doing the public a good service here. Pat, what do we have on the PlayStation side of things this week? Oh, what I missed. It was so long. Took a, took a little nap. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's pretty great, though. That's a complete, like, no one's hurting over on Xbox for anything to play this week. That's yep. a fact. Anyways, over on PlayStation this week, we got the PS5, so we got some new games to announce there. And I'm going to be going through a handful of the games and also listing off their Metacritic scores. We got five games that are doing pretty all right. So first off, we got Demon's Souls. Demon's Souls is currently the highest rated PS5 game right now. And we'll be following up on that in a couple minutes in Fast Fire News. And then we also got DMC5, which... DMC wasn't a, you know, Devil May Cry was not a big hit when it came out originally, DMC 5, but finding some good success on the PS5, that's for sure. And the third highest rated PS5 game right now, should we should we be surprised? It's Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. And then we got Spider-Man Miles Morales, and that's sitting at a meta critic score of 85 right now to me it's a little silly that it's only sitting at an 85 but just to explain how difficult it is for games to get a score in the 90s so out of 72 reviews of this game only three of them were under 75 every other review was there was one review that was 75 and then what that leaves 68 more that were 80 or above so spider-man gonna be a great hit anyways check it out just don't always trust the scores right away don't make your decision off scores alone then lastly astro's playroom is a pack-in ps5 game and that's actually that's actually getting some good reviews really popular right now 
and sort of gives you a tour of the haptic feedback, the console itself, the platforms take place inside the console, which is sort of a cool idea, and will give the game's going to give you a great idea of the potential of haptic feedback. And last but not least, over on PS4, a couple new games, a couple games worth mentioning. First, we got Exit the Gungeon. That's a follow-up to the roguelike game Enter the Gungeon. Check that out if you like roguelikes. I really enjoy them. And then we got Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. We talked about Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory a touch on the Patreon-exclusive podcast. And it's this weird rhythm game that sort of takes you through all the Kingdom Hearts games so far. Interesting. If you're into Kingdom Hearts, check that out. And then we did also get Planet Coaster on PS4, just like over there on Xbox. And that's going to be a lot like Roller Coaster Tycoon. So if you're a big fan of that, check it out. And last but not least, we got a remake of the 2003 game, 13. And it's stylized in the Roman numerals XIII. And that was a big hit when it came out. So it might be worth checking out on PS4. Awesome. And that rounds out the games this week. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So Pat, let's move into cross-examination. It's our middle segment of the episode. For any of our new listeners out there, cross-examination is a segment where we take big relevant news about Xbox and PlayStation when they interact with each other in the gaming world. We then debate, speculate, or create a discussion of our own, which fosters good discourse. So Pat, we're here. We're here. The new generation. We made it. I can't hardly believe it. The next generation. Us. Now it's the current generation. (laughs) Big big Trekkies, the next generation. Trebekis. Trebekis. So we've been talking about it for, feels like years, but it's only been a few months that we've really started this podcast. It feels weird to finally be here. And I mean, we don't have the consoles on hand, so we won't be talking too much about like hardware specs because there's so much of that out there. And I feel like we would be doing you a disservice if we just gave you our impressions of it without actually being hands-on then there's so much content out there right now of people that actually are hands-on so go and check those out yeah but i think we still got a good discussion for you yeah today. yeah i think what's cool about our podcast is that we do such a wider scope of the industry like we we could deep dive into the hardware specs and all that stuff and that'd be fine but i really like our outside like i'm from xbox you're from playstation we both see from like a very far away perspective of what's going on so that kind of leads me to to our segment here so we talked about first party games a lot on the podcast pat and how important of a role they play in making people want to get invested into a different platform so recently writer at cnn shannon lau wrote an article recently titled xbox series x review why you should wait before buying microsoft's new gaming console (laughs) so (laughs) as you can probably tell from the title she touches greatly on the importance of making a you know, that splash at launch. It's it's very important to have that first impression, uh, especially with games. So uh, I'll, I'll quote her right here in the article. So she says toward the end, while Sony will have launch day exclusives, exclusive titles like Spider-Man Miles Morales and Astro's Playroom, what we just talked about before, available to showcase its new console's controller and specs, Xbox will have exclusive titles like Grounded and The Falconeer that are less attention-grabbing. It might seem that Xbox is repeating the failures of the Xbox One. <gasps> um, so that ends the quote right there. Go check out the article if, if you have a minute. But 
while she makes great points about Sony's lineup on day one, and I, and I do agree with this for the most part, I, I think I'd have to disagree when she says that Xbox is repeating its its main failures. And I, I think we should we shouldn't forget that the Xbox failures seven years ago with Xbox One and the PS3 and the PS4 wasn't really due to the fact that they didn't have a lot of games. Xbox launched with Dead Rising, which was a good game. I think it had Rise, which was a pretty underappreciated game. A lot of people actually liked that one. It and was a really cool idea of a Roman sword fighting sort of game. Yeah, and and then they also had Forza too, or not too, but they had Forza as well. <laughs> But there, there were some games there on day one, and I don't think that was the main reason why a lot of people were turned off to the Xbox at first, If lest, lest we not forget Agreed. that it was basically Microsoft was pigeonholing games and favoring TV and home entertainment as the, as the console's main uh, function. So I think it was that mixed with, you know, they were also trying to make games, trading games more difficult to another. So I think... While she makes a lot of good points, and I do agree that we should wait on buying a new Xbox, or she doesn't say this, but I could even make the argument further, like, we might want to wait to buy a PlayStation, but she's basing it solely off of, like, games, that's why they made the mistake. I think it's mainly, like, consumer practices, and what we've seen the change with Microsoft has been a lot better consumer practices. So I think that, going into next gen, I don't think that Xbox is off on the wrong foot, and... I don't think Sony's off on the wrong foot. I think they're on really solid ground, for both of them, starting off. Yeah. Uh, it's true, though, that PlayStation has way more compelling titles right now, day one. So I do agree with the impressions, like first impressions. But I wouldn't go... I, I kind of disagree. I just wanted to highlight that just to, as a starting point for our I conversation. I completely agree. I think the failure of the Xbox One could be directly correlated to the messaging about the cloud service and how games would be treated. I've meant brought it up to you before. I think Xbox was too far ahead of themselves in the last generation. I think they wanted to do a very cool cloud gaming service sort of thing. It wasn't presented in the marketing in the correct way. Like if they had taken a different angle as more like accentuating how next gen the xbox one was or wanted to be or how much that microsoft wanted it to be a next gen leap on the xbox one but they didn't convey it to the consumers and we saw playstation take a direct opposite approach with the ps4 that is like look we're gonna have some crazy awesome games for you this next generation just wait here's a teaser some of them might not be coming out for five or six years but this is what you can expect microsoft is has a very open approach now i would agree that their practices are more consumer friendly and more consumer face facing than sony's at the moment but we're playing two different games and at the end of the day it really doesn't matter what comes out day one. You're only going to have a handful of really dedicated users, your most hardcore users, picking up day one who are going to get it regardless if there's the best game ever releasing. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's definitely an interesting point that, like, the most hardcore people who like Xbox or the most hardcore people who like PlayStation are more there just for like how the console runs and how it feels rather than for the games. I always found that kind of a weird disconnect for me because 
like we've talked about it before i'm i'm very tied to certain franchises with xbox so if there's no franchises on there that i'm not i don't have much of a reason to pick one up yeah so i think there's a fine balance between like having there like she makes a good point in the article like having those games is like pivotal but i think also was pivotal is for for you know brands like xbox and playstation not to anger their consumer base right off right out the gate and i think sony and microsoft are on a really good solid ground to start off now so it just it's just a matter of how we're going to proceed so we've talked about this before we have games coming out for xbox we know we got halo we know we got hellblade coming out fable uh the medium scorn all these really cool looking games you know in the future which the way that microsoft has announced those reminds me a little bit of the ps4 release and like hey these are these awesome games you're going to be seeing in the future here's a teaser now just wait yeah yeah marketing marketing goes a long way and i don't think people realize that yeah (laughs) you have like master chief on the back of the series x and they did i think they did a really good job at like backpedaling like oh well we were supposed to release infinite and they had all this marketing out but they don't want to like false advertise at the same time now they have all master chief on everything so i think they did a good job at like you know saving face with that we really feel that uh, that absence of halo infinite whereas playstation has you know spider-man miles morales they have astrobot they have demon souls like they have these really solid just like really fun or really hardcore difficulty or just i just want to do an open world you know another spider-man experience they have like they have they really have me so if i were to choose right now and we've talked about this on our patreon episode if i were to choose right now it would be ps5 trying to be objective as possible sure you know coming from an xbox perspective because games are tantamount at least to me at this moment i'm more excited to pick up an xbox one than i am a series x knowing how many games i've missed on xbox in the last decade that i could pick up all the halo games for instance and knowing that i can pick up you know an older console but there's still going to be a greater amount of compatibility going forward than there is in the playstation ecosystem would would you be more willing to pick up like a discounted xbox one x or would you pick up like a series s like if you were wanting to go to Xbox games that you haven't really missed out on, because I'm very interested to see like how Series S is going to play in all this. Yeah, I think that's sort of the underappreciated wild card that doesn't even cross my mind. Number one factor will be the price of used Xboxes, the older Xbox One, in light of the Series S. If it's only a hundred dollars more for a Series S. I might I might make that leap, but the Series S isn't a big draw to me mm-hmm. in that way. And it's not that big of a jump from Xbox One X in terms of what it can do. No. So at at the moment for me on in the PlayStation side, I'm more excited for the console itself than I am for the games. Even God of War, I think I'll still be saying that. You know, when I have a stack of Miles Morales, Horizon, and God of War 2 stacked up waiting for me to play. Those three games versus the console itself, I'm still more excited for the console. Getting my hands on the Dual Sense as well, 
I can't wait to be able to play online games and there's always a built-in mic so hopefully the social element of playing on the console is boosted mm-hmm. in that regard and also between Astrobot which we first saw on PlayStation VR which is probably the number one most revolutionary VR platformer to date albeit locked on the PSVR, so Oculus users and Valve uh, Valve Rift users, whatever, don't have access to Astrobot. But the new Astrobot built in, you know, you get to really experience the haptic feedback. Furthermore, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, it came out this last week that every single gun feels different because the haptic feedback, really? it yeah. So I'm I'm really excited for that sort of aspect. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big one for for especially with bigger games. I'm I'm excited to see how they're gonna implement haptic feedback, and I hope they keep doing that. I hope it's not just like the first six months to a year that developers are really concentrating on it, and then they drop it. Or that it's only first party games and Call of Duty that we see it. Call of Duty that has, would be a shame too. Especially Call of Duty, which we've talked about before, has had such a. Call of Duty is very much in bed with Sony in terms of like exclusivity. So I'm interested to see how they're going to put more little fine details more into PlayStation than Xbox, like with haptic feedback. That's an interesting point. Granted, Xbox doesn't have the haptic feedback, but it is those little things that, you know, the exclusivity deals might allow Sony a little more power bargaining saying, hey, use these features I think it, and for any of our listeners out there, I think we've kind of braced, if you've been listening to our last whatever episodes, you know, we've kind of been bracing you for, we're not like going crazy over these new consoles. And I think we've talked about this before, Pat, where like, they, they are nice. There are nice pieces of technology, but for people like us, who I have the Series X, or the, I wish I had the Series X, <laughs> I have the Xbox One X, and I, I, I'm, and I'm still loving it. I'm still playing all the games I want to play on it, and I'm not having issues with it. But when I do want to upgrade to the consoles it will it will be really nice but i'm not rushing out to go get one and i don't think you are either no it's certainly an unusual console release that it doesn't feel like we've made the grandiose leap that i felt like we've made in past console releases yeah and i think this will be the same going forward as long as they keep doing like intermediate like the ps5 Pro or whatever, right? Sure. Or the Xbox Series X Plus, or I don't know. <laughs> like once they, they'll keep doing these iter- iterative consoles, and by the time we get to the next console cycle generation leap, I think I think we're gonna have to rethink how long it, we're really gonna have to put that end cap on. Like, well, when when does the Series X and the PS5 end? Because you're right. For us who are really into gaming, we're not super compelled at, as compared to all these past cycles of generations where there no. there were like big graphical leaps there were you know multiplayer experiences that came with you know generational leaps and we're kind of not getting that here but there is a lot there still is a lot to appreciate so we're here certainly certainly it it feels more akin to the release of the series x or the ps4 pro and it's like ooh, that'd be really nice to you know have a little bit of a boost but I'm not feeling the urgency of like, oh, I'm missing out I'm on missing these out, new yeah. experiences now. There's especially with the backwards compatibility focus on both 
platforms. Kind of like when PS2 went to PS3, there wasn't no PS2S, right? Or whatever. Sure. That, that was a good middle ground between the two. It was... They redesigned the console, but they... Like graphically, though, you know, like... The only console redesigns we've ever had prior to the Pro and the Xbox One X were... Oh, here's a little remodel. We're not telling you this part, but it costs us a little less to manufacture. But I think we can agree that our discussions about next gen is not going to be encapsulated in this one episode. It'll be a long road of us talking about like what years from now. We'll, well, I think we'll finally get to that point where like we're in next gen, where it's a way it's way different from games that are out right now for Xbox One and PS4. I think this sort of release season, the honeymoon period of the new consoles, is going to be dragged out and longer than ever, which has its pitfalls, but is also nice. Yeah, but I think I mean I think that closes out our cross examination. That was that was pretty that was a pretty good way to end it. If you guys have any questions about that or any comments, concerns, you know, have any burning thoughts? Hit us up at our our gmail dot com. <laughs> That's psboxcast at gmail dot com. Psboxcast at gmail dot com. So, Pat, let's move into our Fast Fire news. Alrighty. So, for listeners old and new, Fast Fire news is our weekly segment where we run through the news. And this week, the news is coming at you faster than 11 parsecs. That's right. That's less time than it took Harrison Ford characters Han Solo to fly the infamous Kessel Run in Star Wars A New Hope. We didn't do the run in Stars New Hope. Did did they also do that in in Solo? I haven't seen Solo. A couple guys have done the Kessel Run, but no one's ever done it in less than 12. Right. Han's got the record. So anyways, first off, congratulations to PlayStation and Sucker Punch Studios. Ghost of Tsushima has sold 5 million copies. Great to see that success. Ghost of Tsushima, a a game in a Japanese setting developed by a western studio and still lauded for the historical accuracy and the respect it shows so here we are showing our respects to ghost of tsushima go check it out if you haven't exceptional game moving on souls born players rejoice neo 1 and 2 are coming to ps5 on february 5th in the form of a collection And on the same date, PS4 and PC players can pick up Neo 2, the complete edition, which includes the base game and the three DLC packs, the Tengu's Disciple, the Darkness of the Capital, and the first Samurai. So go check that out if you are a lover of difficult games. Check it out. Neo 1 and 2 on February 5th. So furthermore, following up on Demon's Souls, as we mentioned earlier, there's a little bit of a mystery in the new game. Mm. So there is a locked door in world level 1-3 that is not present in the first game. You know, I think it's pretty cool to see developers leaving enticing little mysteries and treats like this for (laughs) dedicated players who have loved the game and, you know, give them a little treat, give them a little something new to bring them back in, even if they're just, even if they're already coming back. You know, it's a little extra icing, yeah. a little extra cherry on the cake. So we'll have more info to come once that mystery is unlocked, pun intended. <laughs> Who knows? It could take a couple days. Maybe we'll be talking about it again next week once that mystery is revealed. 
or heck, it could take a couple years. For instance, this past week, you know, just, just for reference, this past week in Pokemon Sword and Shield, there was a new feature that was discovered by a streamer. And it's a, it's a little bit silly, but it's a little nice touch from Game Freak, the developers of the Pokemon games, in that if you take your Joy-Con controller off of your Switch and shake it while you're in these big group battles, that your character in the game starts cheering. and <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. It's cute, but also kind of interesting that it took people a year to figure that out. <laughs> so, sadly... This past week, Capcom announced that they have fallen victim to a cyber attack. It was Marvel that did it. (laughs) Marvel versus Capcom. So if you're a player of Capcom games, don't be too worried. Capcom gave us a statement, and I quote, It's stated that at present, there is no indication that any customer information was breached. This incident has not affected connections for playing the company's games online or access to its various websites, end quote. So we'll follow back up on that. You know, sometimes these companies, you know, these companies don't like if they get hacked, they're at fault and it's hard to admit faults. If they say something was some piece of information like customer information, if that was in fact... If they say that it was stolen and it was in fact not, it's an unnecessary hit for stakeholders. So don't be too worried. We will follow up on that if there was in case a danger to you or other listeners who play Capcom games. Moving on. So this is kind of cool. The Star Wars Battlefront 2 actress Janina Gavankar revealed that she had a secret cameo in the mandalorian and this is the protagonist added in versio yeah so janina gavanka plays the protagonist in versio in battlefront 2 and sadly her cameo in the mandalorian the disney plus tv show was not of her character (laughs) iden interesting but she was a puppeteer for mon calamari one of the noble fish people, another member of Admiral Akbar's species. R.I.P. to Admiral Akbar. R.I.P. off-screen. And Alex Trebek. R.I.P. off-screen death. Sad, but kind of cool. Cute to see a little cameo, even if it's not as exciting as one would hope. So this past week, Travis Scott and PlayStation have teamed up for a marketing campaign together on the PS5, and there is a super exclusive pair of Travis Scott PlayStation collab Nike Dunk shoe. So only five pairs of these shoes are going to be going out. There's probably literally six (laughs) pairs total of these. Travis has one. They were revealed in... Some PlayStation 5 marketing. That's the first time we ever saw them. And there are going to be five pairs that are raffled off. Sadly, if you're listening to this, the raffle has already closed. But if you were able to get in, best of luck to you. And wish me a little luck. Hopefully I'll be... I was about to say, are you going to try to try to get some? Golly, I hope so. That would be PlayStation Plat, PlayStation Pat with PlayStation Nike Dunks. That would just be... That would just make my decade dave dude if we got that like we would we would have to do something to like 
get followers in, in, in some way. Like, just to, like, I don't know. Like, do something crazy, like, I don't know. I'll, I'd probably... Raffle be, off one shoe. I'd probably be Twitch streaming. <laughs> we'll shave off a piece of the rubber yeah. from the shoe. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll burn them, like those jerks who oh, burn man. things on YouTube. No, that would be sad. But if if I do get in, in fact get those PlayStation Nike Dunks, you'll be seeing me on Twitch for about three weeks straight. Just you'll be hearing from us. Pure hype. You'll be hearing from us. Moving on. So there is a cute little glitch in the new Spider-Man Miles Morales game, in that for some reason, if you approach certain inanimate objects in the game, Spider-Man, you know Miles Morales will turn in to these objects so go check it out there's some videos online some streamers it's pretty hilarious playing around with it there was one that was a flying brick that i saw (laughs) he just (laughs) and then after you turn into a brick it bricks your console i'm just 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 kidding kidding. (laughs) that would be be... that would be worse (laughs) than the red ring of death And lastly, David, I see you got a piece of Xbox news. Literally a sliver of news. Since there's no, you know, Xbox Series X launch day exclusive games right now, we're kind of lacking on the news. There is some news out there. If you, there's some stuff that Phil Spencer has said here or there about Plans for Infinite and how their development trouble is not really being that much affected and stuff. Go check out. He has some comments about that. I won't get into it, but... We're not going to bog you down with non-news items. Yeah. If Phil Spencer says 10 things that end up being one piece of news, then we'll bring yeah. it up. But we're not going to bloat the show with unnecessary news. Yeah. Speaking of bloating the show with unnecessary news, <laughs> vaping is bad for your Xbox Series X health, says Microsoft per PC Gamer. Uh, there was, uh, I would assume, some crazy PS fanboys <laughs> starting rumors it's that conspiracy <laughs> starting rumors that uh xbox series x is floating or turning on fire and smoking smoke is billowing out of it so people someone like was vaping and they took a video of them blowing or they already blew their vape into the series x and the, the fan it goes upward and so the top of it was blowing the, the smoke right out and it gave the effect that it looked like it was on fire or something or let me let me quote the tweet yeah, from xbox tweet. real fast quote their response i quote we can't believe we have to say this, but please do not blow vape smoke into your Xbox Series X. Yeah. End quote. Yeah. So that's just a little little fun news there. I guess a little add-on to our fridge story. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll see some Xbox Series X themed vapes come out by Microsoft. Ooh. Maybe they'll lean into that meme. I think we got our first product. <laughs> some free. Yeah, there's another marketing idea. So there you join go, us at the hundred dollar Patreon level, and you can get an Xbox Series <laughs> X vape. Yeah. Imagine if Microsoft did that. <laughs> they would be. They'd probably be going under uh, in a day. They were selling nicotine to kids. Anyways. <laughs> that rounds out that the rounds Fast out. Fire news this week. And let's move it on into our rotating segment. So this week's rotating segment is called, Are You Serious? Are You Serious? This is a new segment where we share stories that blow our minds. Not necessarily from the world of games, but this week it happens to be Friday, November 13th. Wasn't the re- wasn't just the release date of the new Call of Duty. I didn't even realize till now that when I wrote this down, it was a Friday the 13th that this <laughs> event happened. There was a little bit of trouble over at Ubisoft Montreal. So from Kate Cox at Ars Technica, quoting, I quote, The story began with a group of suspects reportedly holding tens of people 
hostage at Ubisoft Montreal, according to the locale. French language media outlet LCN, the situation reportedly began around 1.30 p.m. Eastern time, end quote. And here's detail. Here, where the story starts to go awry, I continue the quote here. So, according to Radio Canada, police were dispatched to the scene following a 911 call <laughs> reporting a robbery in a nearby commercial building. Live stream footage from an LCN helicopter showed a group of people together on the roof deck of the building behind a makeshift barricade seemingly constructed of folding tables leaning against the access door. We'll put an ellipsis right there on that quote. So, staffers were escorted from the building's lower floors at roughly 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, while other staffers remained barricaded on the building's roof as local police completed a formal sweep of the building. The employees on the building's roof were eventually escorted out, albeit only after being seen holding up their hands and conferring with apparent SWAT officials. So that's ending the quote right there. We have another quote. Update, 7.15 p.m. EST. The 911 call that set the police response in motion was a hoax. (laughs) The CBC reports. Montreal police confirmed not only that the police operation is over with no threat detected and no injuries reported. To finish off the quote here, an investigation will follow to shed light on the call behind this important police force deployment per the police of Montreal. <laughs> yeah. The service des police de la ville de Montreal. That sounds like a really stressful time for Ubisoft employees and kind of everyone involved. What? So it just... Yeah. Someone was, just reported a fake Yeah, so situation? someone from a different... So that's the main thing, is that someone called from a different building saying this hostage situation... Oh my gosh. ...is going on. And thank God... It was a fake. I'm ra- I'd rather have a fake hostage situation than one where someone actually gets hurt or someone actually ends up with PTSD. That would be absolutely terrifying. Yeah, yeah that's man, that's insane. Uh, there's no way we couldn't cover that this story this week. You know what? Ubisoft has been through a lot of controversy in recent history. A few months ago, they had like a bunch of very serious, you know, workplace abuse allegations among their executive tier and a lot of there's a lot of accounts about it so it's kind of you're kind of assuming that these are true i'm just speculating but if someone were to make this hoax like in in a nefarious light just because ubisoft has these controversies right now i think that would that would be unfortunate i don't know what other reason what you'd have to do something this serious because a lot of people feel very passionate about what's going on over there so hopefully that's hopefully that's not it. And the people typically the people involved are like the higher ups are facilitating this this type of abuse. So I don't I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing right there. But hopefully there's nothing else nefarious comes out of this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> happy to see that this alleged hostage situation at Ubisoft Montreal has ended peacefully and probably in the best way possible. But we will definitely be following up in a future episode during a retroscope segment as to what in the world happened. Was it a disgruntled employee, former employee, a disgruntled player? Who knows? Maybe a conspiracy from someone who didn't (laughs) want Watch Dogs Legion to succeed. I don't know. Assassin's Creed, you know? Uh, I don't don't know, man. So just a PSA, anyone who's really upset with a particular company for whatever they may be doing as as bad as it is don't go out and like do that because that's horrible <laughs> and that's scaring the people who probably aren't even involved like the lower rung people in no, the company <laughs> spread love spread love tweet it tweet at ubisoft montreal let them know how happy you are that they're safe let them know how excited you are for their next game 
and that you will be patiently waiting to see just how great their next piece of art in this beautiful medium of video games will be. Well, Pat, I think that closes it out, unless you have anything else to say. All right. No, that, I'm good. That closes it out, and that closes out our show. That's been Are You Serious? That's been Are You Serious? And that closes out our show as well. So we've been your hosts, David, SD Dog, and... PlayStation Pat Fennel. Green versus Blue, our beautiful podcast, can be found on Spotify, Apple Music, or your favorite podcast streaming service. Check us out. And again, you can directly support us by heading over to patreon.com slash green versus blue. That's spelled green vs blue. And again, we have our Patreon exclusive, very first Patreon exclusive episode, our very first guest we, the fir- first, first, time, guess, yeah. first guest we've ever had on it first kind of not interview but like you know just had a couple guests on so that that was the first for us so hopefully we'll continue that trend here maybe on the regular show too let um, us know what you think let us know what you want to hear and see from us yeah and this is actually the first episode in a long time that pat and i have been able to get together back in person and hopefully just there will be less of like a you know awkward internet delay we're back baby we're uh, back so you can find me on youtube at SD Dog, that's S Double D A W G, and Pat can be found at YouTube at Variety Pat, that's V A Riot Y Pat, or on Instagram at PlayStation Pat. Awesome. And if you guys have any burning questions about the episode, any any part of it, or comment, whatever, hit us up at psboxcast at gmail.com. That's P S B O X C A S T at gmail.com. And big shout out to our Patreons who do support us right now. Really appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening, and you'll hear from us next week. Bye-bye. Salute.